For listening to another episode of House of Nako. I am your hostess with the most this Nako here with you for another wonderful rendition of our trending topics, political related. And this is focusing on the recent news of Bernie Sanders' campaign for presidency, how he officially announced recently that his campaign for the White House is suspended. And then today, an endorsement of Joe Biden, the official endorsement of Joe Biden came today. So a lot to unpack here, a lot to unpack. So let's get it cracking. The official endorsement did come today from Bernie Sanders' lips to our ears. And although I was not in one way shocked at the endorsement, and none of us really should have been, because this is something that we have known was coming since 2016. Let me keep it 100 and keep it real with you all. This isn't even so, this is not anything new. Bernie Sanders did this, was required to do it. Let's also keep that real. He was required, he signed a unity pact. That is one of the many things that Julian Assange's work revealed to the public was that there was a pact between the Sanders campaign and with Hillary Clinton, a unity pact. There was a, even in her, I believe in this recent documentary that's a glorification of HRC on Hulu, which I actually, thank goodness, you can tailor what Hulu shows you in the previews. And I was like, thumbs all the way down to that. I do not want to see that over glorification lie that this woman wants to put out someone who lost in this capitalistic society and how things are run we don't glorify the losers but somehow with the clintons they feel like that doesn't fall unto them and we should still look to them as some sort of pillar of strength and knowledge and know-how and no no i have the choice in my house to filter what content that we see and that i choose to ingest and so i say no because i like to ride with truth the truth and the facts okay but seriously, y'all, so this should not have come as a shock. Bernie, as soon as they hijacked the nomination from him, the particulars of the pact that he signed were that he had to campaign and campaign hard for a woman that he spent 
a lot of time and focus and energy talking about how she is corrupt plain and simple corrupt they even said not to bring up that documentary again but in the clips the trailer for the documentary one of hillary's aides is like oh my gosh it's like i can't believe that bernie is saying that hillary is corrupt and it was like you know those shots from the californians from snl like those close pan shots like oh duh. like what like are you kidding me Cor corruption needs to be up in her name oh yeah instead of clinton corrupt or clinton corrupt like it is a part it is as close to hrc as it is Oh, close to Rodham is close to her as Clinton is of course that word corruption has become a part interwoven into this woman's genetic makeup unfortunately <laughs> and this is why she lost so and is a part of the problem so it happened with HRC in 2016 and if in case you missed that as soon as Bernie ran. He made it very clear that he would support whoever the nominee was. They made sure whenever he had time on mainstream corporatist media outlets, CNN, MSNBC, the few times he was allowed to speak or during debates, they would make him say this or ask him questions to put it on the table and he would always say I will support the nominee I will support whoever the people are so yes we knew that from Jump Street so we've had the backstory already with Bernie and so none of us really should be shocked he told us it was coming does it feel awesome to hear it and to see it new no, it does not but it should not shock us and we should have been prepared for it being prepared for it doesn't mean that you stop admiring and giving thanks and and homage and respect and mad props to bernard sanders for the shift in the political paradigm that he and his campaign and all of us with our contributions of $18 and some change were able to revolutionize and make history in this whole political movement. He, anybody who has critique of this man, I would like to see what their resume is and what their contributions have been. And then we can have a conversation. But anyone else, it's just hot air. It's just personal grievances. It's just, they didn't come on my show. That's why I'm mad at them. And this is not the time for that. I know that people are imperfect, but there has to come a time where you have to put selfishness. You have to put the, 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 the personal uh, grievances aside, even if people did wrong you and they were wrong. Like this is one of the times that we do need to almost, we just celebrated the easter passover weekend y'all so let's try and take a little bit of that and what would jesus do type of moment at least that's the framework and the lens that i'm looking at and we need to kind of let those bygones be and come together and coalesce with the policies 
and with the movement and with the real revolution that Sanders was the umbrella for and the foundation for, but that we are. That is why he said in the beginning, it's almost as if not me us was was more than just the campaign slogan it was bernie letting us know that it cannot wink wink be about me because these people are probably going to try to do this again but i am building this revolution for you all y'all better figure out a way to take the reins and keep it moving because i'm 70 plus okay so you can't rely on me to be doing anything and plus look at who this establishment is and what they are doing and what they are made of one person can't but all of us together we are bigger and stronger so that's what not me us means so we should not allow this to hurt our hearts i saw so many tweets and so many people over the interwebs talking about how Bernie hurt them again, how it's like a stab in the heart again. I mean, all of these horrible euphemisms. And we should not, we should rejoice. We should salute our captain for the amazing and wonderful and courageous job that he has done. Yes, I am not a Bernie stan or someone that is putting him on some type of level where he is a king. I don't see him like that or a savior. I just got through breaking down, not me, us. I under, if this is about a collective. It's about a movement. It's about people saying that the status quo is not going to work anymore. Like that's not clicking. It's not working. It's not clicking. We can see just how with this Rona, how it has kind of pulled the sheet quickly off of you know the trembling starving naked body of the united states and now not only the people within the country see oh my gosh this is how it is in new york this is how it is in california this is how it is in mississippi like oh my gosh this is crazy this is how it is in kentucky we're seeing how things really roll and who really is in power who really is allowing this country to work a uh, flow and are we seeing that it is the top 10 of 1%, the thousand uh, richest people, 1,000 richest people, are these the people that we're relying on? No, we're relying on those truckers to bring the food and to bring the Lysol. Where is it, by the way? Where is it? Anyway, that's a whole other topic for another show. But the, the these are the grocery workers. These are the subway cleaners, the ones that are still showing up to work to clean the subways. These are the fire department, the EMTs, the nurses, the doctors. Yes, of course. But we're also spreading out and looking at the Amazon workers. Yes, the people that come to Target, the people that come to the gas stations. Like those are the people and the positions that keep this country moving. And yes, of course, the structures above them and the corporations and all of that, of course, are necessary. But the imbalance, and we've talked about that on this show, is the imbalance is what is not allowing us to be fruitful and not allowing us to be productive and not allowing us to plan for a future. 
there there's no there's there hasn't been that's what we've seen that's what this rona has shown us the lack of infrastructure the lack of planning i saw a clip recently of barack obama giving again a wonderful speech because let's keep it real the man is a gifted or was a gifted orator during his time of running for president and his two terms as president so after the ebola crisis he was giving some kind of press conference in which he was talking about the infrastructure that needs to be in place to improve the united states's ability to respond to an epidemic similar to ebola and he's basically saying you know the hospitals the infrastructure blah blah but he's basically saying we need to step it up we need to step it up and he says it in a beautiful amazing way and drops all these words and blah 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 and it sounds great but what did his administration actually do to put that infrastructure in place and if they did then why is it can't just be what trump has done with not even finishing a full term as president that has caused this horrible response to this epidemic even though this administration still claims that they did everything perfectly and have made no mistakes whatsoever we're all seeing the the reality of that because it's in our faces we can't it's not behind some a cloak and dagger situation in Washington like so much of this backdoor deals go down and lobbyists and all that stuff this is in our faces so you can't hide it or try to make it seem like it's something else even though they try to distract us with all this fear and consumption and blah 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 but yeah so where was the infrastructure that Obama was giving such a great speech about to prepare this country where where was that i highly doubt anything was done to prepare because we would have been more prepared on a federal level and on a state level too this this goes deep it's not just on looking at president trump it's looking at the governor of new york the leadership in new york city the leadership in california governor newsom what he's doing like it's every single state and city major cities to see what their preparation is like and it seems like each and every one is having to scramble and having to ask rich and famous people like rihanna to dip into her her pockets to dip into that savage fenty money and she's been giving throughout this millions i believe she gave immediately in the beginning and then i read again she gave at least one or two million to help people in domestic violent situations be able to have a place to quarantine if home is not safe which is obviously something that many people on a federal state local level even on a personal level people if you are not in that situation you're not even going to think about oh my gosh what about these people so this whole thing it is of epic proportions regardless of whether the media hypes it up or not which they do because this also pandemic is a money maker for so much it wins for the press 
it wins for companies it, uh, certain brands it wins for the Lysol even though and nobody can find any it wins for so many industries I mean even though the stock market is you know up and down up and down I see it's in the green and the red every day trust and believe that those people on top especially with these bailouts phase one phase two phase three of a stimulus bill get trillions of dollars and I'm just gonna get millions thrown in their faces just to please 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 at So, yes, <laughs> that is all to say that I was not shocked. It was disappointing to hear, especially when it started off like this, y'all. Our democracy, we need, we all have to know the clock is ticking. We don't have a moment to waste in combating the climate crisis. It's existential threat to us. In short, we need to build a fair, more inclusive, more resilient America. With that in mind, I'd like to welcome to this conversation a leader who shares those values and has been an outspoken advocate for that vision for a long time. My friend, Senator Bernie Sanders. Bernie, welcome. Joe, thank you very much for your remarks, and thank you for welcoming me uh, to your live stream here. Um, as you've indicated, we are living in an unbelievably unprecedented moment. Wait a second, right then and there, I was like, what the what am I watching? Because although, although I knew that this was coming, I didn't know it was gonna come like this. Like how dare the DNC even, <laughs> these people have no chill, okay? Did you hear what I just played for you all? That was a live stream that came six hours ago from Bernard Sanders' YouTube account. But who was the voice that we heard that introduced a live stream? I got a alert from YouTube because I subscribed to Bernard Sanders. And it told me that Bernie Sanders is having a live stream detailed or titled we must defeat trump live at 2 p.m eastern standard time i'm like okay okay let me situate myself so that i can tune in i tuned in but why am i hearing joe biden's voice first this is bernie sanders live stream am i the only one that this like that saw this as being like excuse me from jump i was like uh-uh i am not feeling any of this i am not here for this i'm not here for this like why am i hearing joe biden first why am i seeing joe biden for president text 30333 in the corner where the logo is supposed to be when this is bernie's channel this is supposed to be bernie's live stream why are you introducing it mr vice president and then why are you welcoming Bernie to his own live stream on his own YouTube channel? Like that, to, if that is not a, uh, not allegory, what am I trying to say? If that is not a uh, example, if you will, a prime example of how Bernie is being, like how much of a 
pawn and they talked about chess so that's very interesting that i'm using that analogy that's the word i was looking for i'm like this is an example an analogy y'all this is just a great analogy about how bernie sanders in the game of chess that they both talked about and both of them don't even know how to play i'm sure they don't anyway but they mentioned chess so bernie is a pawn get a pawn also joe biden is a pawn but he's more of like a king or queen higher bernie sanders was just one of the lower i don't know how to play chess either but you know one of i know that it's about uh positions obviously it's about strategy and it's about class you got your kings your queens your jesters your knights and all of that stuff so i don't know what exactly cast or class bernie sanders would be if you're using chess as an analogy but i know that a pawn is one of the lower ones and that's exactly what bernie sanders has been to the dnc and to the establishment because how how they can come and say we are running the show now that we are going to hijack your uh, to try and get to your listener base this is all what this was a stupid and very transparent and pathetic ploy from the establishment to try to appeal to bernie's base so that they fall in line and just give over a vote without any sort of real standard concessions and to me concessions possessions corrections sanctions what i'm trying to say who cares because concessions are just words and words at this point from this whole uh, experience but from this establishment have just been word salads words are meaningless words are meaningless i was listening to tim black today and he was like oh i i want to see a blood oath before i'd even think of believing anything from joe biden and i will uh take it even further mr black to say blood schmud i don't care what what uh <laughs> type of um liquid it is written in what uh, what type of agreement non like it, I was going to say non-disclosure, but it does, that's not the point. There is nothing that would make me, I mean, that's what insanity is. Isn't that what Einstein said insanity is, is believing that the same thing that is not working will basically work. You're, you're looking at one solution that's not working and thinking this time it's going to work. This time it's going to work. This time it's going to work. Like that's the basics of being insane. So why would I think that Joe Biden, Lion Biden, who's always hiding. Hi okay. <laughs> but seriously, why would I think that him all of a sudden after having a track record, he was probably coming out the womb lying. Like this man just knows nothing but to lie. So why all of a sudden is it going to change? So any concessions that he makes is just going to be hot air. Hot air, okay? So why why would I believe even if they wrote a policy and gave it to us so that we could read 780 pages of uh policy that still wouldn't convince me because you have to look on record and this dude's record is abysmal it's horrible 
his record has been to vote in ways and to be on committees and to uh, make sure that the upward mobility of the donor class is protected while the people who were supposed to think he's saying all the right words to the working class people but the policies that he was responsible for pushing or supporting hurt working class people and that is the model of the democratic party live from brooklyn new york this is house of there's a great book by thomas frank who actually i just saw that he recently tweeted and this man hasn't tweeted in years so shout out to thomas frank would love to have you on this show because listen liberal is fantastic and if you want to understand what the what is going on with the democratic party how did this all start he his political analysis is so fresh and raw and deep and really it's a lot though you really have to like spend time with it because he's putting in so much historical context really making you understand from history looking at fdr looking at the democratic party from its inception and in the 90s when it made this switch from kind of this fdr sort of new deal type of liberal to a liberal from the really the clinton era that was about um about caste and class and technocratic and about education and about that sort of elitism and pulling yourself up by your own bootstrap and Clinton really wrote the book about how to go to the working class and say the right things to get secure their vote by basically lying to them but then all of their policies and every single thing that they pass in and induct into law in Congress and use their power to is really about the protecting of the establishment and the aristocracy really and that's the troubling part about this party is that you can say a lot of things about the Republican Party and how and my goodness there's a lot there's a lot these people are not innocent by any stretch of the imagination but we've always or at least I've always looked at them as you know the party where the red states or where you know racism is more uh, overt than co-work and covert and they are the ones that are you know saying things about uh, people of color on welfare and they're trying to strip people of that and social programs and all of that and the people need to take care of themselves and the people they're usually meaning poor low income people of color and so I, we already uh, have that uh knowledge of the republican party because they've been very outward about that conservative and sometimes people who are supremacists and conservative sometimes align in those same spaces not all the time i'm not trying to say every conservative is a supremacist i'm just saying that in those circles sometimes they overlap a lot and so um yeah 
<laughs> there's just a lot there it it just it gets you it just got my blood boiling in a sense to see that even in the visuals of this whole and we'll put a screenshot on the blog but you can look at it on youtube for yourself joe biden is in some glowing light i believe i saw someone in the super chat say that he's looking like an angel um a very elderly angel but yes i understand where that's coming from because the lighting is just you know perfect he's lit up he's looking presidential as presidential as he can they're probably have there's a stick keeping his frame up i'm sure but we can't see that the bookshelf in the back it's color coordinated everything's looking tight and then and he is the first face that you see and this is bernie sanders channel okay and then bernie is on the next side in the next square bernie's lighting it's a little even blurry it's not clear the lighting is very dim sanders is looking not lit up like an angel he's looking pale he's not looking like biden they put some spray tan on before this whole thing and makeup and whatever super effects they have you know give him the spray hair gave him pulled back the skin whatever they did they work some magic on this man and the power of lighting some good lighting and look at sanders he's not and this is his channel <laughs> again and joe is welcoming bernie so like i said this whole uh part of this analysis where i've gone on and talked about obama and all this stuff it's all connected but i'm saying it that's how deep this thing was how the first five minutes not even of this thing and i'm like what so this is going deeper than just bernie supporting joe Biden. this was a showing that how we can use this man and we are going to put in his face we're not even going to allow him to introduce joe we are in charge of how this whole situation will be narrated that's how i read in to that whole kind of takeover of bernie's channel to begin with and we haven't even gotten to oh i am <laughs> this is the first time i'm seeing they allowed him to put his uh, uh logo but it's so far in the corner i didn't even see it until now and this is the third time i'm looking at this so see how and this is this man's channel so this is what this establishment does once you get into bed with them so to speak so let's move on to what was actually said dear lord so i will not subject you to listening to the clip of the live stream from this afternoon in its entirety you can catch the full painful um excerpt of it on bernie's site or a various number of sites will replay it for you and then give you analysis i just gave you that snippet because i don't just see it as an introduction like everything is very thought thought 
out and calculated when it comes to these people and the lengths that they will go to to suppress a powerful movement let's remember how powerful the progressive voice is and we have to attribute a lot of that to bernie sanders we wouldn't have this platform where in every um post ballot situation we learn that cross state lines cross gender cross socioeconomic most americans if not all were were for medicare for all and this is something that people wouldn't even know existed that we can have the medicare system that is for people who are 65 plus can be for everyone and that other countries have it successfully this is something that we as a nation wouldn't even know if it wasn't for bernie sanders so we know that this is something that this country needs and especially this pandemic has shown us that it is necessary so how much sense does it make that uh the 40 45 has made a state either a statement or they're going to i don't believe it's been put into the stimulus yet but they have spoken about enacting medicare in such in corona situations meaning that testing and any other care after that would be taken care of by the state so basically that's having medicare for all but just for this virus does that make any amount of sense to anybody i mean whether you are for medicare for all or not like what kind of sense does that make to say oh we'll cover the only for for this but if it's for something else you're on your own good luck like that just doesn't make sense when we see in other countries who had a better response to this situation are doing better at handling it because of this uh, commitment to its people, its commitment to making sure that the infrastructure is in place to be able to take care of its people. Because without the people, the the country the nation is not is nothing it cannot work and that is isn't this why the country has shut down yes to try and stop the spread of the virus but also because the modes of production have been (laughs) slowed and stopped because the people that make that mode of production flow every day aren't able to do it. So that should tell us just how powerful and just how important our work is to the system and how we've been taken advantage of each and every time. We collectively made so much money that <laughs> this government last year and this year is giving 
all of this money to the before under Obama it was the, with 2008 with TARP with the banks and now fast forward to this administration and this time it's with this stimulus bill and all this trillions of dollars that's been given given to the top companies with 500 or more employees from all of these industries that aren't that are part of the status quo and the establishment but aren't the people so if they're coming to bail out banks from our hard-earned tax dollars then that means that we as a people as a collective obviously have a gross product that is of I mean, it is in the billions and trillions and zillions and, and whatnot. Obviously, if that's where the money was coming from, right? Right, people? So that means that we have power. We have power. Not just political, you know, power and the power of our minds and our uh, whole ways that we can create, but we also have that uh, financial power as well, which is what this capitalism thing is all about. So that's why these boycotts, boycotts that don't have to mean that we are, you know, not riding buses and having it be exactly what it was in the 60s, but using that as a model and a an, an, uh, framework for the understanding of how it works, like basically having unity and, and using your your the power of your dollar and the power power of your uh, consumerism because sometimes that's the only way we can get this one percent or top ten of one percent or the establishment, if you will, to listen and understand that we know our power, we know how to rein in our power, and we know how to exercise our power. And it's by using our dollars here at these stores and not at these stores. It's stopping from doing business with Amazon and Walmart and all these big brands that are not treating their workers well and that they are having them work in horrible conditions and all of these other places. And you will see, I mean, what I'm talking about is general strike. But anyway, that can be <laughs> another topic because it, it's hours of discussion and self, self-discovery. We need to be thinking about these things and researching them for ourselves and figuring out what decision is best for you. Getting back to the crux of what these gentlemen talked about, I'm not going to get into it too much because not only just was it painful, it wasn't anything useful. Joe Biden did not give anything that was relevant. It was word salad. It was, he was clearly reading off of a prompter or someone. I could just picture some frightened, like intern holding up these cue cards, shaking and getting them mixed up at one point. I saw at one point he looked around like, what's going on? Like, I mean, he was clearly reading off of something. He did not say they're very good. Whoever writes his speeches about going around, I call it like the circle eight type of situation where you're just going around making circle eights and ice skating 
I used to take ice skating lessons back in the day and the circle eight was actually a part of like the compulsory skills that you had to do as an ice skater to qualify for the Olympics. You had to show the judges that you could skate in an eight formation and like keep skating in that eight formation and keep on the same line and if you like drifted off and whatever they'd be like "Mm, minus this point minus this point so anyway so basically that's what they kept doing going around in these circle eights and just trying to stay on the line and stay on course and say the right things and the right phrases and he had to make sure to say Bernie was really great and he was on the pulse of you really got it right and you're my friend and yeah let's play chess and tell Jane I said hi and my wife who's my wife who what's his name (laughs) or what's her name like I mean it was a lot of patting each other on the back but when it came to actually like oh is there anything you want to tell me Joe is there anything Uh, like that whole part was just there wasn't from both sides but most definitely from Biden there wasn't anything of substance and from Bernie like yes of course he's talking about things of substance and he's talking doing his talking points which he's done for 40 plus years he's saying them here and Biden is like yeah I agree and he's saying the right things and saying you know everyone needs Medicare and blah 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 and saying the things that he knows that this progressive revolutionist group is that that's their mantra so he's trying to say what you're used to saying to make us think like okay well he's speaking our language now like yeah but he didn't give anything solid that he was saying like okay when just like when Bernie would say effective immediately on January you know whatever whenever the new president I forget the day isn't it January 1st or the day after something like that but effective that day when I become president I am legalizing marijuana in all states like Bernie had talking points like that we didn't hear that from Biden we didn't hear anything concrete we just this word salad large orders of it plates and plates and plates and entrees of word salad but nothing specific and even if he did give specifics and policies and things documents that we could read that he signed in blood it does not matter I don't believe lying Biden as far as I could throw that man and I couldn't throw him very far I couldn't he's still got weight on him he's not some frail thing I would be like like it would take me a while to throw this man therefore I cannot trust anything that he says I have to go based on record and his record is about lies and saying that he's done these things but he's really not done them and telling people and going through that whole uh playing from the Clinton Bill Clinton presidency playbook of what a Democrat is supposed to do lie in your face stab you in your back sort of mentality when you are focusing on the working class and then you have a secret backdoor relationship with the donor class and that's been like how Democrats have been playing it since Clinton and that's how they're playing it now that's how Chuck Schumer's playing it now and Nancy Pelosi 
and most of i mean whether you're talking about democrat or republican but the reason why with the democratic uh party is why we're seeing this now come up is because it has been revealed like this whole uh lying to us and making us feel like they're outraged with what trump is doing more people are catching on to like wait this is not making any sense like wait why are you not fighting to get us more than some means tested twelve hundred dollar uh twelve hundred dollars that isn't guaranteed to come in a certain amount of time like what (laughs) like where what is this party that used to be of the people i'm confused but there isn't i mean there isn't i'm not saying i'm confused but a lot of people are confused because they're thinking like what's happening like why why are you saying that you're for us but everything (laughs) that you're doing seems to be against us then who are you really for and i believe this whole situation is showing truly truly who this country is 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 created or how the system is created to uplift and uphold a certain the status quo at all costs and we have to move to a system it's not that we have the choice it's we have to in order for it to work and work smoothly is to work to a system that is more fair and balanced and not just upholding one tiny bit of piece of the pie it has to be spread out evenly i'm not saying the wealth i'm just saying that the whole process it just can't be so that only one very small part of it is propped up because as a whole as a machine there can't be ebb and flow if that there's that type of disease in a body you can't have a healthy body if one part of your body is not functioning properly because even if if you've seen even if you have a hangnail if you are someone who is blessed to be in a healthy body but you know that when you have a hangnail or if you have some type of injury even if it's as small as something like that or a cut on your finger it can affect the way you live your life in some type of way because we're all it's every bone and every artery and everything within us is connected just like with as the world around us and these two gentlemen spent the time to kind of give each other affirmations and um, talk about talking points and talk about the only thing that biden said it wasn't of substance was to say that Bernie would be in charge of committees that would be focused on healthcare and student debt and basically all the things that you progressives care about. In my administration, Bernie, I'm gonna turn to Bernie and I'm gonna turn to Bernie. And on Tim Black had a show like pretty much right after he live streamed after this, we must defeat Trump live stream ended and he was saying that oh 
well perhaps if bernie were to get a prominent position on the cabinet that may or may not affect if he would think about supporting biden and to each his or her own of course you can vote however you want to even if you've been saying you've been riding with one person for all this time and you change your mind you have that right in these united states of america however for me it's difficult to know how corrupt a, a candidate is and know how much you know he's terrible for not just the things that he's alleged to have done but the the policies that he's fought for and that he has enacted and supported have led to that whole imbalance that i was just mentioning supporting the donor class and stepping on the working class basically and how you can turn around and say well now i'm going to support this person because they may or may not be slightly less horrible than the administration that's already in power and that is as crystal ball has said and other smart political and analysis have analysts have said is that that's a terrible terrible choice that we should not have to put up with and there is more choice there is there are other people running of course we and not up until today did i know the name of the individual who was running under the green party even though i was a supporter a big supporter of jill stein i didn't even think to know because i had just put all my eggs in the bernie basket even though it became very apparent what was going on in this campaign and when he kept calling joe his friend i was like Ugh. but you know i was still gonna rock with bernie but today was the first time i've heard the name of howie hawkins and i would love to do a show where we just talk about hawkins and what his talking points are what he stands for but the very very initial scan that i've gotten to take a look at looks very promising in terms of if you were a supporter of what sanders was putting forth in his policies and his agenda for a better america howie hawkins has those same beliefs but he takes them further he's definitely coming from a more socialist lens and he's definitely coming from no name recognition at all yes jill stein had way more name recognition and people still didn't know who she was uh when she ran and i understand that however name recognition no name recognition i believe that moving forward means having to seriously reevaluate the previous plan or what some people have proposed of still voting for bernie on the back because he's still on the ballot and even in Bernie's uh, campaign ending speech, he did say that we're still on the ballot. He did ask for people to still vote for him, even though he is declaring he is out of the race so that he can pick up delegates and those delegates can allow him some kind of leverage, blah, blah, blah. And this is where you can be able to critique someone, a, a politician in a movement and not you know disparage your listeners or disparage the audience in any way because at this point 
being unified is so important because the establishment wants there it to implode from within what by any means necessary they want to destroy the momentum that bernie sanders has been able to uh stir up and lead since 2016 which is why they're working so hard to make us think that oh they're going to concede and do all of these things which they they are not and even if they promise to i won't believe them this has shown this along with a whole history <laughs> but in recent times this whole you know using bernie sanders as a pawn and like publicly putting it out there that he is going to do whatever we say to do and check and mate basically and then from from that and then this uh stimulus bill all of them voting for for it even though they're giving speeches on the house floor talking about how horrible it is republican senators are calling it the rat and the cheese i mean the cheese and the rat trap or the mouse trap but yet they all vote for for it so to me this is all showing that there is serious corruption and issues if we're just gonna say it lightly within this party system within the republican party within the democratic party there's too much money and finance and wall street influence obviously in this political process where the people have been completely removed from it and the only way at this point is to m use the collective power that we have to say that we're going a different route and it can be done it's in other industrial western countries there are more than two parties there are several different parties and they're able to have a thriving uh, 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 country that can respond to pandemics and all of this that and the third so that's really where my mind is at right now because in the beginning i was about still sanders and being still rocking with bernie and writing him in or voting for him so yeah he can get those delegates and then use them as leverage and then the more i thought about that i was like wait and use it as what type of leverage though why like what what type of leverage because in 2016 I believe Bernie won 22 or 23 states. He racked up a bunch of delegates. But what leverage did he use that for last time? Maybe you can write the show and let me know if I'm missing something. But I don't think so. It didn't do anything for him that, that election. So why on earth would getting all these delegates give him any type of leverage? The leverage that he had he is is gone at this point and i believe bernie's position is that job well done my captain my captain job well done and just like in the track and field where they're running in the group and they're passing the baton he is now passing the baton to us that's why it was called not me us and it's up to us now to figure out what direction we're gonna go and i feel like instead of 
giving your vote to Sanders, who is saying that he's saying, and I believe he is being, this is being forced of him to do. I don't believe it's of his free will to have even ended his campaign at this you know point but there are things that we are not privy and able to see that are happening behind the scenes because this is a not only this donor class operates on some type of mafia style very mafioso like very cutthroat very in your face very ultimatums giving you very little wiggle room when they don't want you to go down some type of path and road and so I don't have any I'm not going to come with any criticism in that regard to Bernie Sanders and call him any type of coward or anything of that nature because it's brave to even enter this type of political realm and this type of this type of arena very few people have the skin it's one thing to scream and shout about it and to tweet about it and to think and come up with some witty thing to to tweet about or joke about but in all seriousness I have nothing but respect for Bernard Sanders and he has inspired and paved the way for so many of us not just the AOCs and the uh Rashida Tlaib and the rest of the squad and other green candidates that for teach out other so many others that have come and won seats there are so many coming up even now I see them saying I'm running I'm socialist I'm a democratic socialist and how do you think that even came about it was Bernie Sanders who gave people who resonated with people with his message and inspire people to say I'm going to run for that local seat I'm going to run for my community board you know membership I'm going to run for that open you know uh uh seat in the house and you know take it from there and so we do owe Bernie Sanders that and so much more but it is our time to take the torch and move it forward because these committees that Biden says he's going to put Bernie on he's already on a bunch of committees he already has serves on a bunch of committees what do committees do even if he's not going to get be vice p a vice p vice president he's not going to be secretary of state he's not going to be attorney general they're not going to secretary of treasury yeah that's not going to happen Biden has already said it's going to be a woman or a woman of color. I don't think a woman of color, at least like a Klobuchar-esque, or if it's a woman of color, it'll be a Harris, but I doubt it. So I feel like it is my captain, my captain, thank you and for your service, basically. And we regard Bernard as, uh, as the hero that he is. Yes, flawed as because he's a human being <laughs> but hero nonetheless and trailblazer nonetheless we have to give that respect and homage up front and be able to give critique on where the campaign went wrong and what could have should have been done but we also have to look at the great strides and the historic strides of the campaign that he led and the type of person 
that he is and thank god he's a person over politician any any day and at the end he kept it real to who he was like yes we should have heard him get in the ring and give the old muhammad ali knockout punch to joe biden every time he stepped on that stage but bernie kept it real to seriously who he was and wasn't going to change that to fit any type of mold and honestly before they started tampering with him and with the, with the campaign and throwing more money to biden for these ads he was winning wasn't it three straight sweeps in this whole primary thing until they were like uh-uh until obama was like nope we're gonna shut this down so i i that's where i'm thinking i'm looking at howie hawkins i understand that at this point someone who doesn't even i'm just learning about now you know to get them to it would take unity and coalescing and and really making a statement in terms of of rallying around the policies and looking at what viable options we have for a candidate that's running with policies that are true to someone who is a progressive and so that's where i think that we have to look and the green party is already established yes creating another party and multiple parties is something that i do believe we need to move towards but for now and in this election the green party is already established it's already gone through the hoops and the channels that uh are mandated so let's look at this candidate and see what he has to offer we got to do that quickly and if that is if he turns out to be legit which i will definitely give you my 411 on my report on howie hawkins after i have a good chance to thoroughly look through what i can find and dig up on this no i'm just kidding but what not what i can dig up in some sinister way but i really i want to know i want to know more what's out there so howie we're coming for you he looks like a nice man (laughs) he does he looks like a bernie two point like yeah 2.0 not as old as bernie but and hasn't sat on Congress, but has been on a part of the Green Party since its inception, since it started. So he's definitely got to have an interesting past. So we're going to be looking towards him. At least that's what I'm going to do. And I'll have a solid answer sooner than soon. But that's the direction that we have to go. But regardless of where you're going to go, we have to stay unified on the policy. And the more unified we are on the next steps we're going to take, the better the outcome. So let's all keep that in mind too. But don't cry for me or for Bernie or let your heart be sad over this whole endorsement because it just means that we are now past the baton and it's time for us to come together 
and create the type of system that's going to work for the people that's going to be in line with the constitution we're not trying to uh really change it that much it i mean yes change it but i'm saying to get back to what life liberty and the pursuit of happiness really means is for all of us to be able to live together in a healthy functioning society so now it's our time and opportunity to lead that and to form that so we'll be exploring this new territory very soon on the show and look forward to doing that and thank you so much for listening <laughs>